0: They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcarecom loss. That's plushcarecom loss.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller and I'm Luke Moore. This Sunday marks exactly 20 years since a fresh-faced English teenager took to the field for his country for the very first time. And now it's Wayne Rooney, who's already set marks for young talent in club football. He goes into the England record books. He wore the number 23. Definitely a squad player, but he wouldn't be for long. Wayne Mark Rooney would become one of England's most important ever players. No real conviction about their game yet, but here's Heskey. Now, Rooney's
0: following
2: up here, and this conviction now. Wayne Rooney has become the youngest goalscorer in England's international history.
1: With a fierce right foot and an even fiercer temper, Rooney was the undisputed star of Euro 2004. Rooney! He's done it again! It looked like he would carry the three lines to major tournament success. But from his unforgettable tournament debut his retirement in 2018, it didn't quite go that way. He jumped up in front of Ali, It's another wretched night for
2: England at a major tournament.
1: Disappointment followed, underachievement, costly injuries and some even more costly red cards.
2: Had an incident that might have passed off initially, without a card, ends in Rooney being sent off. And now England are up against it.
1: But he also became, and still is, just about, England's all-time record scorer with 53 goals. 50 up for England. For England's all-time leading goal scorer, it's Wayne Rooney's record breaker. So get your Umbro kit on. Tell your own supporters to fuck off, because an old devil is arriving. This is the Football Ramble's guide to Wayne Rooney's England career. Luke Moore. Hello. How the dickens are you? That
2: was an excellent end to that intro. I've got two i <laughs> I've got two words that I want to take issue with of that on. whole intro, and they are fresh-faced. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it was spot on. It's absolutely he, spot on.
1: He did look like he had a tough paper round, didn't he?
2: Oh, he, he's, he's, he was a man grown. He would say what you like about Wayne, and we're mm. going to say a lot over the next however many yep. minutes, but he was a man grown yeah. from the you first know when, time you saw him.
1: You know, some people say, I can't imagine, you know, Michael Parkinson or or Neil Warnock as a young man. Bruce Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth is another one. I can't imagine Wayne Rooney... We saw him as a young man. (laughs) You know, he was still... He wasn't a young man ever, really, was he?
2: No, Absolutely
1: incredible. Um, But when you think of Wayne Rooney in an England shirt, what leaps to mind for you?
2: Um, I think it will be... Sorry, probably probably Euro 2004, Mm. I would say. And I know we'll come on to that in some more detail. But to me that was when he was at his most utmost exciting it was yeah. it was incredible to see someone playing almost like he's on fast forward compared to all the other players mm-hmm. and there's only a handful of players that i've ever seen throughout my life that are actually capable of hitting that level above you know you, you players can have good games they can play well they can do good things but it's rare to see a player you know genuinely look like he is Mm-hmm. You know, that level above at such a high level already, and I think at that particular period and over those few weeks, he, he certainly was. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think, of him, I think of him
1: scoring lots of goals and qualifiers. Yeah, that's actually what I think of, of Rooney because Euro 2004 is the obvious one, and we'll get to that. And so many of you tweeted us about Euro 2004, but I remember him scoring a lot of goals in qualifiers. And he, was, and he was always there, a, bit, a little bit like Michael Owen for a time at England, you know, always on the score sheet, always putting in the performances and trying to drag England places where perhaps sometimes the rest of the team and the rest of the squad didn't really know yeah. where, how to do it and and, and whatnot. Um, of course, the man who gave him his England debut. Here we go. Sven Joran Eriksson. Uh Sven brought him on at half-time against Australia in February 2003, uh, in one of eleven substitutions that day, England lost three one, and Francis Jeffers uh, scored the only goal of the game. I think it was at Upton Park. It was a diabolical affair, uh, quite frankly, yeah. uh, for England. And when you think about his uh, England career, the fact that that was his debut really is does not. doesn't.
2: It's not fair. Although he later said, I think I think it was later he said that he would only ever have considered playing for England. He was eligible to play for Ireland, Wayne. Mm. So, Sven wanted to get him in there, and I, and I think, and and it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because the end of Sven Jönsson's England career, the very, as a manager, the the very last thing he said was, "Don't destroy Wayne Rooney." Like, he, yeah. he, I guess their 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 careers, as, his career, was kind of intrinsically linked to to Rooney and his performances and his talent. I think, but one of the things I also remember about Rooney before before he even kind of came on the scene, was he was... Obviously, it's not like it is now. There was a lot of internet rumours. There's a lot of ability and availability to watch players at a really young age, and there's all mm-hmm. these different levels of exposure. Back then, obviously, around 2003-ish, it wasn't like that. And I remember he Rooney being the first player before he'd even made his debut for Everton uh-huh. that people kind of knew about. I had a yeah. couple of mates who were just making their way in journalism for the first time, for example, who had been around... Clubs and everything for the first time and and people were talking about Rooney a lot before mm. he even made his first team debut and then for him to move through the gears straight into international football pretty early mm. um it never really seemed difficult for him yeah um so yeah it, it, was, it was always a very i guess the point I am trying to make is he was a very exciting player mm-hmm. from the very start really yeah and and that's not that common although there has been a few other examples of it
1: mm-hmm well let's say let's just say this he never appeared for the England under 21s. Well exactly there, there Straight, you go exactly. They? He the number had quite a lot of appearances for England under 17s. Seven goals in 12 games. Yeah when well, he was about one, eight probably. Yeah yeah exactly one for the under 19s and it was clearly like what no what are you doing here? Yeah get <laughs> he up to train with those boys you know it, yeah. was, it was quite something because obviously you know not that we're talking about his club career, but well, that goal against Arsenal and Clive Tilsey said, remember the name, Wayne yeah. Rooney, and, yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And then, of course, he goes to Manchester United, that debut in the Champions League. It was, it was ridiculous stuff. Um, he did become England's youngest ever goal scorer at 17 years and 317 days. Yeah. Um, so he was already there. And I, I do recall him playing in a very fiery game against Turkey at the Stadium of Lights in, in Sunderland when England won 2-0. Darius Vassell came on. And scored, and then and then Beckham scored a penalty, and Rooney being a teenage boy, and you know again there was there was a lot of uh, as I say spicy tackles and a lot of argy bargy from both sides, and Rooney there he was like. Standing up, putting his neck on the block, and he looked like that he was very much at home within all. Yeah, of that. I think he flourished was, under that. Yeah, flourished exactly. He wasn't at all intimidated. And I remember thinking, "This lad's younger than me."
2: Yeah,
1: and he's getting stuck in. In no, they're was, all younger
2: than us. Well,
1: yeah, 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 they are, <laughs> but, they, but they weren't then. And no. uh, and it, well, it was a rare thing when the, one of them was younger than than. Yeah, it than was. Us and I, think,
2: I think I think that's a really key point. Significantly younger. The physical the physicality of it's an interesting point because. Mm. You know he's a rare example of one of those players that was equally at home in a kind of dig it out, muck and bullets type. You're going to have to grind this through and it's going, you're going to get kicked all over the place. Yeah. As well as being able to show incredible pace and incredible skill as well. Like the proper kind of iron fist in a velvet glove type
1: Oh my goodness. Phrase, yeah. but, you know,
2: and I don't think it's a huge coincidence that he was like that because from the very start, because he always said that he was grew up being obsessed obsessed with the original Ronaldo. Like that was like mm. his favourite player. And, and and I'm not saying this is not the debate to be having on, on this show, but I'm not saying he is or was as good as the original Ronaldo, but you can definitely see similarities in their in their style of play for sure, because Ronaldo would go through you but yeah. he could also go round you or he could also outpace you. Yeah. And they're the three things really that the perfect forward has. And Rooney could, could show all that stuff as well. And I, mm-hmm. I I don't remember that Turkey game specifically, but I do remember his first goal. I remember... Um,
1: Away against Macedonia.
2: Yeah, Beckham clipping the ball over the top, Heskey nodding it down and Rooney yep. driving it home. And um, interestingly, like, under under Sven, England had like Rooney, Heskey and Owen on the pitch at the same time in that game. Now, I know it was only against Macedonia, but it's quite an interesting thing uh-huh. to think of because I guess Rooney would have been playing just behind both of those That's right. again showing his versatility because we think of him as a, as a, as a striker or a forward but he, he could play a bit deeper as well
1: but I mean if you go back to when he was um, under 17s uh, playing uh, for England um, Duncan Bates the coach revealed that Wayne Rooney wrote a poem about his love for playing for England when he was that young and he stood up in front of the team and he recited it. And it goes to show you, you said an iron fist in a velvet glove. Rooney. That was all velvet, baby. Yeah, damn right. It was Rooney. Sometimes it was quite a sensitive soul, you know, despite of of what we've heard. So so I I
2: think, I think also that's, that's, that's indicative of how much he enjoyed playing. And I think you're right to point out that not that many players around that time necessarily. Or they've come out later and said they weren't always at home playing for England, but obviously Wayne definitely was. I think it, a lot of that is also about the timing as well, because he, he comes along, because I think we should get stuck into Euro 2004, because yeah, he right. comes along at that age, and at that age where just as a human being generally, you're far less scared of things, you think yeah. you know it all, you've got that kind of built-in confidence. And that tournament came along at the time when Rooney was in that exact zone. So he'd had enough time just to bed in and feel at home at England. He was, he was doing so well at club level and playing at the very top level. And then this tournament comes along at what seemed like impeccable timing for him and his abilities and his confidence. And that's when he started to be really properly accepted as like this this world-beating player. And and as you mentioned earlier, Marcus, when we asked our listeners on Twitter to kind of put their memories or their suggestions through about Wayne Rooney's England career, 90% of them were basically about Euro 2004. And I suspect a, a large percentage of those maybe not even... Maybe a few of those people wouldn't have even been old enough to remember it properly. It's just lived long in the memory, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah, so scored four goals in that tournament and then got injured, of course, against Portugal in the quarterfinals. Going into the tournament, Stephen Gerrard described Rooney as the best player in Europe. Sven went a little bit too far and compared him to Pelé.
2: Unhelpful. Yeah. And then, but it and then didn't affect him. Of, he was happy with that.
1: And then, and, then, and, then, and then a couple of years later, says, Oh, no, don't destroy Wayne Rooney. All right. <laughs> you still think he's like Pelé, do you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was blisteringly good. We got a tweet from James Dixon who said, um, Anyone who doesn't say Euro 2004 for Wayne Rooney's um, best memories in an England shirt has a screw loose. You'd have taken him over Messi and Ronaldo right then. You'd have been wrong. But oh, what an introduction to the world. Now, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Messi's a couple of years younger. Uh, yeah. than, than Rooney. So Messi didn't really start making a splash until a couple of years later. But you understand what old, uh, old James E. Dixie is saying there. Yeah. That at the time, you know, Rooney was in the bracket of Ronaldo and Messi. Now, Ronaldo and Messi would go on to do unprecedented things. And sometimes I think that when people look at Rooney's career, and he's, he's Manchester United's top scorer of all time. He's currently joint England top scorer of all time because he didn't inspire England at a tournament, really, despite the early promise of Euro 2004, is of course, Ronaldo and Messi have done that. Well, even before Messi had won the World Cup in the Copa America, you know, clearly, again, those two are just in a different stratosphere. I think people maybe felt a little bit disappointed that Rooney didn't keep up with them, which I think is a yeah, bit yeah. harsh. Uh,
2: no, it is harsh. And I think um, if you look at the great individual performances that have brought... International trophies, home for a nation. You know, people talk about Maradona in '86. People talk about Messi uh, over Christmas, just gone. Um, you know, there's 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 another couple of examples probably as well. Pele, perhaps. Uh, but there are also players who've been outstandingly good in a tournament to the point where you think they can win that tournament for their team, yeah. And they've fallen just short for different reasons. Bajo in '94 would be mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rooney in 2004 would also be one. Essentially, mm-hmm. what you're talking about is a player who was it was he was as i said at the start of this he was impossible to deal with and but for a very unlucky clash where someone treads on the top of his foot and breaks yeah. his metatarsal um it's difficult to see how he would have been stopped. Now, yeah. I know England would have gone on to play better teams because the group stage was the group stage. But there are me- listen, there are many people out there who think that a European Championship is a higher standard than the World Cup anyway. So yeah. there's, there's no doubt that playing in the group stage of a European Championship is much tougher than playing in a World Cup group stage, generally speaking. Well, France
1: was the opening game.
2: Exactly. And was that- a
1: moment in that game when Rooney, you don't think about Rooney having pace but he had great acceleration. He gets away from them. He roasts them all and they have to bring him down and England get a penalty.
2: Exactly. He was you know, against f- deal
1: I with. think people forget that Rooney, you know, obviously as he gets older, he's got that heavy build. He looks like a boxer, for crying out loud. Basically so he does, yeah. That doesn't lend itself maybe as you get on to the twilight of your career as sort of pace and whatnot. But he still did those things. You know, people say, oh, does well, Euro 2004 was so long ago.
2: He still did it. Yeah, of course he did, yeah.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Without
1: a shadow of a doubt though, one of the big um, aspects of his career was his temper. Fabio Capello called him crazy man.
2: Yeah. He which, played on um, the edge the whole time.
1: Yeah, indeed. And I mean, I, I <laughs> you know, obviously you remember in World Cup 2006, you know, he gets sent off for the stamp um, against Portugal. I can remember him playing in that tournament and Paul Robinson took a goal kick and, or maybe had the ball. His feet. Either way, Rooney wanted the ball played long and he wanted it quickly. And Robinson, didn't do what Rooney wanted. And Rooney was be- eyes popping out of his head, <laughs> bellowing, rubber! You know, like, <laughs> yeah. going absolutely mental. And, and like, if you were a footballer who was of a slight nervous disposition or you could crumble under, a, you know, if you, you didn't want to get you shouted at or something, if you, you would make sure you had to get everything right, right when you were surrounded by him. You know, he really... I mean, there was... A Time during a 1 0 defeat to Northern Ireland in 2005, you remember David Healy scoring that goal and so on. Rooney got a yellow card and he could have been sent off for for losing his cool. Beckham tried to intervene and tried to calm him down, uh, but Rooney just told him to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, there's definitely no turning. Apparently, this continued into the dressing room at half time. At half time, by the way, there's still a game of football to be won. Um, Rooney apparently called Beckham a flash bastard behind his back (laughs) Beckham heard now Beckham who had a temper as well people forget that apparently according to um, reports Beckham went for him and they had to separate them and Steve McLaren got involved Rooney told him to fuck off as well and it only calmed down when Sven arrived you know
2: the jazz music started playing (laughs)
1: Everyone got their, got in their towels. He charmed the birds off the trees <laughs> and then he came. Um Sven has said uh that uh fairly recently he's surprised that Wayne Rooney has become a manager. Um presumably because of his temper, because of his you know, yeah, people change they get older, so don't, they? don't they? And and I, they?
2: I do. I I just think that um it shouldn't be lost on on us how much of a prolific goal scorer he was given all the other talents he had as well. Yeah. He's not like an out-and-out like an out out goal scorer necessarily in the mould of an Owen or anything like that, but he, he was able to get a huge amount of goals. Now, I know that the, the comeback on that is normally something that you've alluded to already, which is that he didn't necessarily score many goals in tournaments, particularly World Cups. Mm. Um, but I mean I feel like that's a bit of a red herring because England generally weren't that good in no. tournaments in that era anyway. And if for all manner of reasons. Yeah, quite. And if you look at the record he does have as an England goal scorer, given everything else that he brings mm. to the table, you know, none of his first twenty nine England goals were penalties. Yeah. Right. Which is incredible to think of. His first penalty was his thirtieth England goal. Mm. And I think there are only two penalties in his first forty one England goals which is which is incredible really if you take into account that I think Harry Kane has maybe scored certainly around fifteen penalties of of the same amount of goals for England as Rooney yeah um and it obviously will go on to score a lot more um, um you know, the the unfair among us would say that he'd have even more than that if he had scored one over christmas but um so it just goes to show you that everything else he's bringing to the table the the thing you mentioned in two thousand and four when he against France when he forces that that France basically just can't deal with him. He doesn't score the goal, but he makes the goal happen. Um, He's contributing a lot alongside the goals that he's also bringing. Um, It's just just an incredible impact as an England player over all that time. Now, when you talk about the retirement, and you talk about the Messi and Ronaldo crossover, and obviously Messi being a bit younger, I think there's definitely um, a miles-on-the-clock question Uh about Rooney, who is still a relatively young man now. Mm-hmm. but who feels like he's retired quite a long time ago. Yeah. And I think that's probably to do with the fact that you know tapping into that street footballer type vibe, is he the player who looked after himself the most compared to, say, a Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, obviously not. Mm-hmm. Um, did he play with a huge amount of intensity and really bring everything to the table every time he played? I think that was probably a lot more his style than than a lot of other players. Mm-hmm. And so you you are faced with a player who later on is is a little bit, you know, exhausted, I would say, and a lot more miles on the clock than years. It's not yeah. the years, it's the miles, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and, and the injuries as well. I mean, we remember ahead of World Cup 2006 when everyone thought, right, Rooney's going to make a huge splash at this tournament and, of course, gets the foot injury um, before the World Cup and such a public outcry. I mean, everyone was gutted. Uh, and then we, we fo- found out recently um, in that documentary about him that he... Um, that he, that he had a tear in his uh was it, with his, with his groin um yeah. you know he said he shouldn't have gone to the tournament you know Sven didn't even know about that, and he gets sent off in the quarterfinal and and, and so on and so forth. We actually spoke about that incident in depth on our Guide to World Cup classic combos um episode, which was released released last November so so do have a listen to that um but I think yeah two thousand and six you think well, should that have been Rooney's time should that have been the golden generation's time oh eight they don't qualify two thousand and ten it's a it's a disaster. I mean, a game against Algeria, Rooney turns to the, crowd, the camera and says, nice to see your own fans booing you. Um, of course, the England fans. This is when it starts to turn sour for England, quite frankly. Yeah. And then in Euro 2012, um, England go out, World Cup. Now, in among all that and the loss to Iceland in 2016, there was a moment at World Cup 2014. England lose the first game against Italy. They're up against it. They concede against Uruguay and it's looking like, oh, blimey, England, you know, the players are looking nervous. Their shirt is heavy, but there's Rooney driving them on. He was the only hope. And finally, after a number of tournaments, gets his World Cup goal, his only World Cup goal, uh, goal against Uruguay, fairly late on in the game. And he raises his hands to the sky. And I remember thinking, there it is. There's Rooney. He's, he's, he's done it. And this is perhaps England now, if they, can, if they can get a draw, maybe go on and win the game, but if they get, get a draw, then, then Costa Rica next, who um, obviously had a good tournament themselves. And you think that England could progress. And I'm not saying England were ever going to win that tournament or anything, but could, could we see a little bit of Wayne Rooney of old driving this team on? And he scores. And then, of course, England shoot them, machine gun themselves in the foot and ridiculous error and Suarez goes in and boom, that's it. Thanks very much. But I thought that was really, I felt really sad for Rooney on that game because I thought he got his goal he was driving England forward he was being that guy we always we wanted him to be and he was the only one England he was was, I don't want to go to Beckham versus Greece levels at Old Trafford but it was there was an element of that
2: yeah for sure
1: and he didn't get his reward he didn't get that moment where everyone went there he is he's turned up that's Rooney's World Cup moment right now come on let's kick on and see if you can beat Costa Rica and and get through and, and whatnot. because of a ridiculous error and England as I say, undermining themselves, and I felt very sorry for him because had that have happened that way, you never know.
2: Yeah, and I think I think you're right to point out that he he was driving them forward in that game because of course, you know, if you look at the eleven that started that game against Uruguay through the lens of as we sit here today, as as people who are very excited about England for the most part and have so many good players, it's pretty thin gruel, really. I mean. Yeah. The back four, it was Johnson, Cahill, Yagielka, and Baines. Yeah. Um, you got Welbeck started, Daniel Sturridge started, you know, it's kinda of, it's not a peak Gerrard for example. No, yeah you know, Gerard,
1: Gerard's in the sort of beginning to become in the twilight of his career. Absolutely.
2: Say. So so it is really a case of, of Rooney doing all that he can. Yeah. And that really typifies what England were ultimately in that era throughout Rooney's career for the most part. It's only when Southgate's coming and started to mm-hmm. make it a much more team much more of a team game that that it's it's been different. So yeah, look, I think that's a fair point. I think, you know, he, he could he, he is regularly criticised for not scoring goals in World Cups. But I mean it's people talk about that like it's the easiest thing in the world. Oh, you know, uh-huh. you, you you should be able to do it if you could score millions of goals for Man United. Why can't you do it at World Cups for England? Well, it's not the same. Like, no. You don't get as much of an opportunity. And the pressure's why I was, different. That's it's why different why I felt times, sorry for him. Et cetera, et cetera.
1: Because because two thousand and six is by his own admission shouldn't have played. And that was a kind of a, a failure of really of the of the whole team and, and, and whatnot. But he's injured. Two thousand and ten was was dreadful. Absolute rubbish. And then two thousand and fourteen, there was a flicker where he had that moment and it was and it was brutally taken away just mere minutes later. Um, so, to so Marcus, to finish up like yeah, to, to kind yeah, of yeah, move
2: yeah. on to the home stretch, let's talk about that two thousand and ten situation then because Wayne Rooney's sort of relationship with England fans mm. um was, was kind of tested in a big way in 2010. Obviously, I have conflicted emotions about it, chiefly because the game was the probably the worst game I've ever seen. And England had no excuse to be that bad. But I think that, there's, obviously, there was problems in the camp under Capello. I, I think it's the only time in his whole career you would ever be able to question whether Rooney wanted to be there for England. Mm. And it, obviously, the pressure got on top of him as the, as the standout player. And I just remember him in... 2010, obviously, England scraped through the group, come up against this, you know, young, up-and-coming, exciting German side. And I remember over and over again in that second-round game, seeing Rooney so isolated up there, looking yeah. so frustrated. So it was obviously a very frustrating time for him. But do you think he was within his rights to to have that little snipe back at the camera?
1: I mean, the, I, I, you know me, I've never won to boo at a football match. I think, you know, it's not panto and it's, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. And I think, Fans who boo their own team are not helping. You can boo the board and all that and, you know, have a go at how the club is being run and so on. And I think you can, if you think a player is genuinely not trying or he's acting like a sport child or whatever, I sort of get it. But England, like, I mean, yeah, I I don't, it's a very, very difficult one. I don't think there's a definitive right and wrong answer for me personally. Because if they are getting booed, you know, Rooney's, Rooney ran his heart out in every game. Whether it happened or not is a different matter. But he always tried. He always left everything there on the field, you would say. Mm. And so to have fans then boo you, they didn't know that they were cooped up in a... People likened it to a prison camp that, um, that Capella was running, you know, that they were isolated. That Capello took them on a boot camp ahead of that World Cup, almost like a pre-season before the World Cup, which would have yeah. absolutely exhausted them. Yeah. Um, his plans weren't being implemented. Uh, oh, sorry, his plans weren't weren't working. He was clearly not that popular with the England players. He tried to rule with an iron fist. Capello's powers in the game had gone. It was a very unhappy camp, blah de blah de, blah The supporters don't know all that. Um, they, they, they just want results, and the supporters have paid a lot of money and travelled a long way, and then they see a game which is incredibly uninspiring. So I can understand Rooney kind of saying, "Oh, well, that's lovely. That is kind of thing," you know, from the fans' point of view. You think, "Well, that, you know, <laughs> what's well, that?" I just about? think it
2: typifies what he's all about. And I think yeah. if, you, if you if you have an issue, he would never back him, down from anything. Yeah. If, if if you like him or if you don't like him, obviously that's up to you or whatever. But he's always authentic. I think. Yeah. And I think. You can see that from lots of different moments throughout his career where he, um, he's always just himself. So, you know, when he's getting back from a pub with Phil Barsley and getting sparked out in, a, in an <laughs> advised kind of little sparring session, yeah. and then he makes mm. fun of it in the next time he scores for Man United, uh, or whether he, he's complaining to the ref one minute and then he's smashing one on the top corner against uh, Newcastle, mm. I think it was, wasn't it? Oh. Uh, um, you know, oh, or whether, oh, whether oh. He's, he's having an outburst where he stamps uh-huh. on Ricardo Cavalio, or whether he's completely fearless taking on you know, Switzerland or Croatia or France in Euro 2004, or whether he's having an outburst because he's emotional in World Cup 2010. I think part of the reason that he's popular and that he's had such an effect on the game and such an effect on England is because of this authenticity of his talent. It's just Mm. raw talent. Mm. Everyone knows he worked hard. Everyone knows he was a good trainer. Everyone knows he was dedicated to the game, but what you were seeing from him was a full unfiltered Mm. dose of just intense talent and that doesn't happen as much now because players are conditioned to be part of a bigger system, which I think is okay because football is a team game and we understand that, but it's not as interesting. And yeah. Wayne Rooney was interesting at all times and he was massive for England.
1: You're absolutely right. And I should say his final appearance came against the US in November 2018, which he came out of retirement for. Unprecedented, really. They it was foundation a charity game. international, wasn't it? Yeah, the game raised a load of money for the Wayne Rooney Foundation. That shows you, doesn't it, how many players, especially in this country, we don't really do that. He's got a send-off game at Wembley yeah. for England. Yeah. At a time when, when Southgate's trying to build his team off the World Cup and all that. People will think, oh, that's a lot of bollocks, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, but that's the fa- it's the fact it was Wayne Rooney. It shows yeah. you, as you say, the effect he had on the England national team and, and football in, in England in general. One of the great players this country will, have, will ever produce. And one of the great players that have ever played for england there's no doubt about that
2: and and, and, and a great character a yeah. great character and i think you know not a perfect guy and yeah you know, lots of people get sanctimonious about that oh you they'll, they'll listen to this show some people and we'll get tweets and oh, what about this and what about that that he did look he's not a perfect guy and mm. what's more you tweeting that in you're not perfect either right he's just doing it in the public eye and no one's saying least of all himself that he's always you know carried himself with amazing integrity and you know he's made his mistakes in the public eye as a young man But what a player. And we're here to talk about him as a player and what a player he was. Massively important for England. Mm. Arguably the best England player in terms of raw talent since Mm. Gascoigne, you would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And... You know, it will be great to see, you know, by definition, it will be amazing if any more come along that talented because it will be great for us. But his mark on the game and his mark on the international game for England is is, is, is assured and is, is stamped on there forevermore. And uh, we're lucky to have to have seen him because he was, a, he was a great player to watch.
1: Indeed. Indeed, Luke. Good place to end it there. Thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide 2. Um, we do want your ideas. what to talk about next, email us at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions. Lovely old job. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wayne Rooney. And thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon.
0: The Football Ramble is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.